Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the show's Fantasy Baseball Podcast. I am your host and commissioner, and here on the show today, we have an episode of the bye weeks. So we're going to have two managers who have the buys. The show playoffs have begun. We have Benny and the Bum. Ben, Dr. Ben, how are you doing today? I'm awesome, man. It's uh, it's nice to be able to sit back, relax, not sweat over watching my, my team play the last nine days now and just kind of getting a getting an overview uh kind of how how things are shaking out and see kind of what uh what the last 35 or so games of the season have in store so you mentioned that we are nine games in and or nine days of of being off and here in the show we have two week playoff matchups so meaning the two by teams have a full two weeks off of baseball it's been it's been a pretty great time for me just being on a bye week just chilling out you know i got i cracked my corona here i know ben's got a brewski he's he's drinking right now sipping on so uh yeah we're we're pretty much loving life right now and um as everybody in in the, our, our league knows uh you know i had a baby boy born literally one month ago today as we're recording this so uh, spending time with uh, the newborn has been awesome. I, I get to take my mind off baseball. It's been a, a blessing just uh, having him in my life. And, you know, River Thomas Charlton is is doing well. He's doing great. In fact, you know, nothing can knock me knock me off my game, Ben. Uh, you know, this morning at 5 a.m., he emptied his stomach all over me. And you know what? I just I just kind of smiled at him and and just cleaned up the mess and moved on with with our lives. And you know, I just, uh, I'm happy right now. I'm, I'm, you know, as you know, Ben, I took first place from you at the very last uh, second of the regular season. And, you know, I'm, I'm just chilling on uh, the top of the mountain right now. So life is pretty good. Well, hopefully your, uh, your new little one doesn't serve as too much of a distraction in the, the weeks ahead. I'm sure that, uh, that he won't. He seems like he's a pretty chill, low maintenance little guy. So, uh, I know everybody in the league is, is very happy for you. So, uh, yeah, only, uh, only positive things going on right now for House Charlton. Yeah, yeah, I gotta ask you, Ben. Diapers you are know, expensive baby... too, so that <laughs> Baby Jane is is over a year old, I believe, right now. And um, you know, River is definitely immobile. He's just uh, he can't really move around. He can't even roll over. So um, you know, does life get more difficult as they get more mobile? Uh, I wouldn't say it gets more difficult. It just gets different. Uh, I definitely miss this time last year where Jane would sit next to me on the couch because she couldn't walk and, and watch a game for an hour, hour and a half before she would start crying or, or poop or something like that. Now, if she sits through 10 or 15 minutes watching TV before getting up and running around or throwing something at me or. Well, I hear you that. And you mentioned how, uh, you know, waiting for Jane to poop. Well, we're having some poop issues with river Thomas River hasn't um, River hasn't hasn't pooped in going on three days. So is that an issue, Ben? I think your bandwidth is is low right now. So uh, why don't you shake your computer up and down a little bit? Best way to get the little one to poop, especially at that age, prune juice. It is really nature's best laxative. If you guys haven't tried that already, it would be they'll be shitting himself worse than the Red Sox defense right now. So. <laughs> well um all right i think we're gonna try that we've tried pear juice and um it hasn't helped he he's got three poops in the last like six days so uh it's definitely yeah, not pr great pr pr prune juice is the way to go and and if if all us fails 
um, as, as long as he's not going more than three or four days without pooping, um, he'll, he'll, he'll be all right. Just get, use the windy and he'll, he'll be, he'll be and good as have. long as he's, as yeah. long as he's passing gas, he, he's good. Well, there you have it guys. A, uh, a direct, you know, uh, advice from Dr. Ben on, uh, on baby pooping. So, uh, I, I thank you very much, Ben, for that. So let's get back to on schedule right now here in the show's, uh, quarterfinal matchups. We have Fabian, West Virginia Mountaineers, against the Fluffy Prince Peace. Sheldon having a, a, a playoff appearance. And then on the other side, we have the great Hambinos. Zim plays against Team Fantasy, Marky Boy in the house. So, uh, Ben, you play the winner of the Hambinos versus Team Fantasy. So let's start with that matchup right now. And Mark's kind of got the, the stronghold on Zim uh, with an 8-3-1 lead right now. But, you know, there's plenty of baseball to play. What are you seeing on that matchup? Uh, frankly, despite the fact that Franny has a lead right now, I think that Zim is in a pretty decent spot. His offenses came to play so far, and – Franny just had two bombs within the last half an hour to tie up home runs at this particular point in time. But Zim has one factor on his team that is really going for him right now that Franny, in my opinion, just doesn't have. And that is he has two aces up his sleeve. Even though Garrett Cole has not been great so far, uh, especially over the course of the last month, and Brandon Woodruff has only made, I believe, six starts to date. He has at least three starts from his two best pitchers left. And Franny's pitching staff right now is really trending in the wrong direction. I think that the the really the only guy right now who's pitching well uh, on his whole team is Max Freed. And I don't know how much Max Freed really has in the tank. A lot of people suspect he might still be pitching hurt. Uh, and then a couple of his other aces in the hole, uh, Urias and uh, Christian Javier, have just been flat up and bad recently. So I don't think that he he can really count on Rodon. Rodon's having a pretty good game tonight, but he only has one strikeout so far. So I think that the really the the this matchup's going to be determined by whose aces really have some big games uh, down the stretch here in the last five days of the matchup and. I would say that I, I would like Zim's chances in that particular category. I You couldn't have said it better. I, I do feel like Mark's uh, – well, you said he's going in the wrong direction in pitching. Well, when you when you lead the league in worst ERA, it's hard to go in an even worse direction. Uh, you know, Mark – Very, very true. <laughs> Mark, Mark's pitching staff has been god-awful this whole season, and, you know, not even ERA. He was uh, second worst in whip. And I believe he was third worst in K's. So, I mean, and and here he is playing in a playoff spot right now, like with a winning opportunity to go to the semifinals. Uh, if I'm you, Ben, I'm kind of rooting for Mark. I, I like Max has got more, more game changing players in my opinion, but um, obviously, you know, you can't just sleep and, and lay over and, and expect to win against either, either one of them. But uh, you know, I, I think I'll, I'd like to roll the dice against uh, Team Fantasy over the Hambinos. Yeah, uh, looking at their rosters right now, it my opinion on who I, I'm hoping to play changes on kind of a daily basis right now. But I think all if all things cap trending the direction that they are right now, I agree with you. I think I would rather play play Team Fantasy. He has a couple of studs on offense, but 
he's really kind of piecemealing things together. He is Spencer Steer is kind of on a downward trajectory right now. Royce Lewis has been in and out of the lineup all season long. Granted, he's been pretty good when he's been around, but Bo Bichette, I think, is playing at a little less than 100%. And at some point in time, you would imagine that Cody Bellinger is probably going to slow down. So, yeah, I think that I at this particular point in time, if – I would not be upset if if things stayed the way they are right now. And I was playing, I was playing Franny in the second round. I like the way that my my team stacks up against his right now. You know, I also think uh, Zim coming in uh, sixth place and, and just you know he he's got he's playing like he has nothing to lose. I think the Hambinos have that dog in them per se. And you know what? When it comes to Mark, uh, you know, fantasy is just I think he's just happy to be in the playoffs, just given the year he's had. Uh, you know, he, he had twins. Uh, you know, baby boy twins, what, eight months ago, nine months or no, they're, they're coming up on a year old now, but uh, just built his, his house. I think Mark's got his, his focus, uh, you know, he's not focused on fantasy baseball and he's just kind of happy to be in the playoffs. And uh, you know, I, I'm, I'm kind of pulling for the Hambinos to make a run here. And uh, I'd like to see what they can, you know, Max has three titles in the show. You can't really, uh, you know, discredit him in the playoffs. Whenever you see him, you gotta, you gotta take his team seriously. He knows what he's doing, but yeah, it's uh Mark has the edge right now in that matchup, but let's move over to uh, the winner uh, that, or the, the matchup who I play the winner of, and that's Fabian against Sheldon right now. The West Virginia Mountaineers are up eight to four on the fluffy Prince peas. And uh, it's quite an interesting matchup here. Uh, ben, what are you seeing in that matchup? So I was looking through the scoring period over the course of the last couple of days, and it really left me scratching my head in terms of Jared's strategy right now, especially. He's currently up by about 0.13 in whip, and he's up two saves and holds to none. However, as at least the top six teams in the league are, are aware, for the first time all season, Mike Jones has picked up relievers because saves and holds are in play. And even more intriguing, Jared is has punted three pitching categories right now with the clear strategy of trying to win six and a half categories this week. No more, no less. And as things, if everything stays the way they are, obviously with an 8-4 margin, he would advance to the next round. But offense, at least four out of the six offensive categories right now, are still very up to grabs. And although he has a 10 RBI lead as of right now, that gap can surely close over the course of the next five days. So, with his strategy right now, from my perspective, he's playing more not to lose than he is playing to win. And if I've come to learn anything, oftentimes being on the losing end in these playoff matchups, you have to play to win these playoff matchups. If you play passively and you let the other team's strategy dictate what your strategy is going to be, that tends to be one of the differentiating factors between who comes out on top. I, I, you put it very well said, Ben. Uh, you know, Jared definitely uh, took a 
very big risk and uh, a very big strategic move. And he started benching his starters on day three of, of a, his first bench starter was on day three of a 14 day matchup. So since then he hasn't played any of his starters and only left in his relievers at the time though, when Jared started benching his guys, he did have a slight edge in ERA. So he, he was winning ERA whip and saves and holds, but now he's only w- winning just whip and save holds as the category. So he's only winning two of the pitching categories and, and his hitting is going off and it continues to go off. So his, it's playing out pretty well for Jared so far. It's a very bold move. Okay. This is a very bold move. I don't think it's ever been done before uh, a, a playoff manager just benching their arms for uh, 80% of the matchup. But uh, Jared's hitting has definitely kept him afloat. Uh, he's made some good uh, moves on on his, his hitting pickups who have done some damage here. Uh, but yeah, Sheldon isn't too far behind on the hitting matchup. So I, I definitely... Don't think it's in the bag for Jerry, uh, you know, and I do want to actually say one thing for um, the playoffs, the the tiebreaker, and I'm sure Jared knows this very well, is the quarterfinal and semifinal, the quarterfinal final tiebreaker right now is the production of all four playoff teams are put into a power ranking format, okay, and then the two teams who tie they match their power ranking scores of the playoff matchups and whoever has more points advances. So Jared kind of is, is you said it, you said it, he's bent, he's punting innings, pitched K's and wins. And uh, he would come in last. If you all four teams were put into a power ranking, he would come in last in those three categories. So it's definitely a, a risk. And um, you know, thankfully for Jared's sake, his hitting is continues to go off. So he's, you know, he's not, he's not in a uh, panic position right now, but I would definitely say it's a very risky position to uh, put yourself in and just relying on your offense to win at minimum four and a half categories. In my opinion, since you are punting, uh, you can't really play for a tie because you are, you're in last in those, those categories from all the four playoff teams. So it's, it's definitely interesting. Like, like today is Tuesday. So there's plenty of more baseball to play. But, uh, yeah, I, I'm not sure how it shakes out. Even in the course of that very astute observation, OPS flip-flopped over the course of one home run. Jared had close to a tenth of a point lead in OPS, and it swung based on one home run. He So – Mike Jones now has a slim lead in OPS and is down one home run. So in the course of one inning of one game, this matchup can swing. So, oh wow, I, yeah, I, MJ just took OPS. It's it's seven five now. Ozuna yeah, so has been on fire. Wow, absolutely, absolutely on fire. So with this strategy, I I think that Mike Jones has made a very savvy proactive move in terms of picking up those relievers especially considering if the brewers have an off night and they don't have the opportunity to to win or win by especially win by a close margin then it makes it extremely less likely that jared's going to tack on further saves plus holds considering both his setup guy and his closer on the same team so in a span of one day, 
Mike Jones can also catch him in the saves plus holds category. So that two nothing lead, I, I think that the margin in that probably isn't even as big as it seems. Granted, Devin Williams and Piamps have, have both been great, but that that it's a that's a pretty mediocre team in the Brewers. We're not talking about the the back end of the the Orioles bullpen or anything like that, where they're getting a ton of save opportunities. So uh even though he's he's trailing right now, I, I like Mike Jones in this matchup. As as we're spe- as we're recording this right now, Jared is up two saves plus holds to MJ's zero, and um, MJ picked up two relievers as you mentioned, Ben, who were uh, Alex Lang and Ronaldo Lopez. And Detroit is in the ninth or is in the eighth inning, and they're up seven to six against the Cubs. So um, you know, Lang might be going on out there. It might be a, a a you know a one a two to one um saves plus holds matchup right now and uh yeah i i think i don't know i'd be pretty nervous if i if i were jared and uh yeah it's it's definitely you like i said he's still winning right now it's seven to five you know it just flipped category ops went to mj so it's seven five right now but average is very close um mj's down one bomb 10 RBIs isn't crazy to overcome over the course of five days. So, uh, you know what, Jared can hang on. Can he hang on? We'll see. But that's a, uh, that's a, that's definitely a matchup. We're all going to be paying attention to. And as far as me, cause I play the winner of this matchup, um, you know, like you Ben, every other day, it kind of flips. Like I'm trying to, who has the best, you know, situation and, and who, who has the worst situation is I want what I want to play. I was looking at MJ's team. I know Kershaw starts on the Monday that we get back going, so he'd be a three X starter against uh, against me. So uh, don't like that. Trout just came back, uh, which I don't like that either. You know the Fluffy Prince peas are um, they're you know they're on a warpath right now. So I don't really know. But but that having said that, Jared's offense is going off. He's got a good squad, and I can't like his pitchers are well doing great. But like CJ really Abrams with a dinger. And they're tied in homers. Oh my gosh! Wow! Who hit a bomb? CJ Abrams, Abrams has been on fire, absolutely wow. on fire. Wow! So that now MJ took a little bit of a a, a step forward in OP, his OPS lead. Uh, average gets a little more tighter. Home runs is tied. Wow! It's a six five one ball game now. As we're recording, pretty epic right now. So. I don't want to jump the gun too much, but looking ahead at the rest of the season, I cannot help but think about how I'm going to try and battle what Bobby Witt and Ronald Acuna Jr. are doing right now. They are one and three respectively on the player Raider in the last 30 days. The only guy sandwiched in between them is Julio Rodriguez, and at least anybody who's paying attention is aware that he's had one of the hottest two-week stretches in recent memory. So I I know that neither of us at this point are absolutely banking on making the finals. I, I think both of our squads all all season long we've been a we've been a steady tier above everybody else, but it, it it's hard not to to think ahead about how how you you strategize going against your your two horses right now you know when um and you, you kind of left uh, matt olson who is having a career season himself too out 
And, um, you know, this is just one of those years where like every one of my keepers are having career seasons. And, you know, when Ronald Acuna, one of the best players in the game, if not the best player, has a career season, uh, you know, it just makes things a lot easier. And, uh, you know, Matt Olson, 43 bombs, like he's going off right now. Bobby Witt is going into a different ter- ter- uh, territory as far as stardom level goes. And obviously my, my pitching uh, keeper, Spencer Strider, is having an incredible season as well. He's, I think he's the third best starting pitcher according to in, in our season stats. So, uh, yeah, I mean, it's just been easy when you have your four keepers are just so good. You can make a bunch of mistakes and you can, you know, you don't have to, you don't have to draft that well, just because all the, the guys who you're keeping are just doing incredible things for me right now. So I, I, th- you yeah, thanks for pointing that out, Ben. I do feel good. I feel like this is my year and you know what, Ben, I did, I did knock you down on the last podcast. I didn't give you much uh, respect and uh, you know, maybe that was just part of my ego getting, getting the, the best of me, but you know, you've had a really good season yourself and um, you know, I, I'm kind of rooting to play you just because I want best on best. And you're right. We've had uh, you know, a notch better than, than all the teams. It's just, it's just you and I have been the battle for uh, first and second place throughout the entire regular season. It seems like, and uh, yeah, I think it's, well, I mean, who knows, but uh, you know, I know we both have to take care of our own business, but it would be nice seeing you in the finals here, um, here in the show. I agree. Uh, one more interesting storyline that I want to throw out there before we're done tonight. And we fortunately, both of our teams for the most part have dodged major injuries to the guys who have really carried our teams. That being said, one of I have an interesting roster decision I potentially have to make, assuming that I advance past this semifinal matchup with the pending return of one O'Neill Cruz. Is he, is so he if back? there's if there's any wild card in play over the course of the last four and a half or so weeks of the regular season, that might be the guy that could offset some of the damage that Okunia and Bobby Witt Jr. have been inflicting on the rest of the league, assuming that he comes back healthy because he got off to a scorching hot start before he broke his leg. Yeah. And um, you know, that uh, O'Neill Cruz is, is a, is when, when he's healthy, he's clearly a top bat in the league and uh, he's just a fun player to watch. I do have to say, Ben, one guy who has been going off for you. And I don't want to say carried you because you have plenty of, of guys on your team that um, are, are great. I mean, you came in second place and, and you, you have a solid squad, but you picked up a guy, a, a name of Gunnar Henderson, who, uh, you know, you dropped, um, I think, I don't know, maybe six, seven weeks into the regular season. And if you didn't pick him up, maybe things would be different because he has been on a tear in the last couple months. And uh, he, I'm, I'm sure you're happy to uh, have picked him back up, are you? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Especially since the fact that he, he's in a great lineup. He's hitting, if not at the top, in the top four in the Orioles lineup against both lefties and righties. And and he's even starting to run again. That was I, I drafted him with my fourth pick this year, and he was pretty underwhelming at, at about the juncture late May, early June. And I did drop him for – the better part of a month, but since I picked him back up, he's been on fire. He, he had four, he had 11 total bases yesterday. It was the most 
total bases an Oriole had in a game watching their their broadcast earlier in something like 110 years or, or something crazy like that. So, yeah, he's been on fire. If, if I'm going to have a chance to get my first title this year, he's, he's definitely going to be one of the guys that's going to have to stay stay hot for me to get there. Well, uh, you know, for you to get a title, you're going to have to run through me. Hopefully, hopefully I'll see you in the playoffs, but or in the championship. But Ben, you know, you have had amazing teams, amazing keepers in the past, and uh, you just haven't made a, a strong uh, run at a, 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 you know, the show title here in the show. So, um, you know, best of luck to you, but not too much luck just because uh, I, I definitely am, am gunning for my fourth title here in the show. And I just feel this is my year. I can't just waste these career seasons by, you know, Acuna, Bobby Witt, Matt Olson, Spencer Strider. I can't just throw all this away and come up short without a title. So, uh, you know, I'm going to be doing my best. I definitely have some management decisions on my end. I'll be making some moves before our, our matchups begin. Uh, but yeah, this has been great. A great podcast uh, reviewing the quarterfinals right now. And uh, before we log off, do you have anything, uh, anything to say? Uh, I, I just want to be entertained over the course of the last five days. It's been pretty refreshing just being able to to kick back and and not sweat out every every at bat and every start for my for my players over the course of the last week and a half at this point. So I'm uh I'm just kind of seeing how the, the the chips are falling at this point and then looking forward to meaningful baseball again in a couple of days hell yeah cheers to that i'm i'm on the same boat as you with enjoying our bye weeks just not the stress level is off uh you know cranking some beers on a, on a tuesday night don't mind me and uh yeah cheers to you ben good luck the rest of the way and uh we'll be hopefully seeing each other in a couple weeks from now or two and a half weeks absolutely cheers bro